2: Live from Las Vegas, Sports Talk, Hot Takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the
0: Playmakers.
3: And we are off and running on a very, very busy Friday, July 29th. Adrian Hernandez here holding it down as Lindsey Brown has thankfully left the state. Because of everything going on with our weather. Lindsay's in Minnesota for the next couple days enjoying time with her family. Uh, Her cousin's getting married. She's still here in spirit. Don't you worry. And before we get into all the sports here on The Playmakers, Adrian Hernandez here, by the way. I just need to ask you and your family and your loved ones. Is everybody okay? Because what the hell, man? You know how much we need rain? Do you know how bad Lake Mead is that we keep finding bodies after bodies? Right now, I'm on Fox 5 Vegas's website because, I'm going to be honest, I was editing some videos, editing some content because we got a big show coming up. And don't worry, we'll get into everything that's going to be on this program. And I heard the rain, but I had my headphones in because I was listening to the new Beyonce. And I woke up this morning and realized that chaos ensued. So Thursday night throughout the Vegas Valley... Las Vegas Fire and Rescue from 9 p.m. to midnight had to respond to 330 calls for service. In addition to that, in addition to the 330 calls for service, there were 22 vehicle crashes, 15 fires outside, including one house that was on fire because of rain, thankfully, uh com- I want to say congratulations, not congratulations. I want to give my thanks uh, to all of Las Vegas F&D. That would be fire and rescue. Like we said, that's what they had to deal with just between 9 p.m. and midnight, and seven citizens were rescued from Swiftwater. Uh, Like we said, the crashes, the fire, the house on fire. Then we get to the strip. Is Circa okay? Can we call Derek Stevens? He's an awesome man. We hope all of that stuff can be recovered. It kind of looked like the pull outside went into the sports book because that video of the water crashing through the TVs kind of matched everything going on in the world. We got water coming through TVs. We got water coming through the roofs of Planet Hollywood. We got monkeypox evacuations in San Francisco. Please wash your hands. Take a shower. Be clean out there for the thunderstorms. As far as I can tell, thankfully, we should be in the clear today. Um, And this is, of course, this news I'm giving you right now is from Fox 5 Vegas. Uh, We have a very low chance of rain, and we still need it. Is there a way we can take all of this water and put it to Lake Mead? Um, But seriously, with Circa, uh, we hope all the uh, flooding and everything gets cleaned up and everybody's safe. I don't even want to get into the parking garage at the link. You could spill your Pepsi and the entire parking garage would be filled. But welcome inside the Playmakers. Like I said, no Lindsey Brown today or for most of the week next week. We'll be holding you down. Of course, as always, keep in touch with us on Twitter, on Instagram, at the Bet Las Vegas at Adrian radio 93 Coming up in a few minutes at 325 to be exact, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle is joining us. It is a huge weekend in combat sports. Of course, on the pro wrestling side, we got SummerSlam. We got Kurt Angle special. Uh, Ric Flair is 73 years old. His old ass is wrestling. I don't know why. He literally might die. All of that stuff is going on, so we're going to check in with Kurt Angle. Uh, I want to get into Draymond Green wanting some max contract money as if he deserves that. Because let's be honest, Draymond Green is kind of the kid who lucked out and got to be in the group in the science project with three kids that made honor roll, and he's just there. And I say that knowing full and well, Warriors fans, that Draymond Green might be the best defender in this era of NBA basketball. But despite all that, there is no way in hell he deserves a max contract. So we'll get into that as well. And then coming up at the 4 o'clock hour, Andreas Hale, who joins us um, from Sporting News, From Fight Nation, he's got his own podcast, The Corner Podcast. One of the most in tune and smartest guys when it comes to combat sports to talk about everything coming up, including, I didn't even mention, UFC 277 is going down this weekend. Next week, we got Jake Paul headlining a sold-out Madison Square Garden. So we'll get into all of that, and then also we'll be joined by Rick Thyer, who runs EVO, which, if you don't know what EVO is, is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. To put it in perspective, over 65 countries will be coming into Vegas to compete in games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Vegas has been the home for EVO for years. Of course, because of COVID, this is the first time they're doing it in person at Mandalay Bay in over three years, they expect a they sold-out crowd. You might have seen this on ESPN and all of that. Your kids listening right now like, yo, Evo is lit. And you're like, what the hell is that? We're going to get the explanation and get into what we can expect because Evo will be here kicking off next weekend. So Rick Thire will join us at 420. And, of course, we will run down the weekend and what we missed with look back at it. Now, last week, Lindsey was out. It was one of my first chances to host the show just by myself. And we need to prep you, if you didn't listen last week, of what's going to happen. I'm doing this by myself as I'm talking. I feel I have saliva in my mouth. And sometimes I need to take a drink of water or my Pepsi. Probably shouldn't be Pepsi. Not good for the voice, and I get paid to talk. But I still do it anyway. But sometimes I need to take a breath. I don't like awkward silences. You know what I'm saying? It just it gets people uncomfortable. You see what I'm saying? Like completely uncomfortable. So, if at any point during the show you hear this, stay off the damn weed. (laughs) If you hear that, that means I need to take a little bit of a breath or a sip of water to make sure I come through. Whether you're listening to us right now on 1140 The Bet or on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, I want to make sure I come through clearly. So, one more time, if you hear this, stay off the damn weed. That means I'm taking a breath and I took my breath and let's get into some NFL news before all this combat sports. It's time for the can opener. So yesterday, Johnny Venerable, who is a Arizona Cardinals beat writer, um, covers the team, does it fantastically. Obviously, if you didn't hear yesterday, go on that Odyssey app after the show um, and check it out. And it kind of gave us the inside scoop. Of everything going on with the Cardinals, one of the weirdest off seasons in NFL off season for this year, with all the teams in the league. Of course, Kyler Super Bowl Sunday scrubbing his Instagram of the Cardinals logos on his IG. DeAndre Hopkins then gets suspended. Then they draft weekend first. Was it day one? Yeah, it was that Thursday. They trade for Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. Of course, Kyler Murray's favorite teammate at Oklahoma. DeAndre gets suspended. Kyler wants a new contract. The agent's making notes. The, the Cardinals are responding. The Cardinals scrub uh, Kyler from their Instagram. A whole bunch of pettiness. And it led to Kyler finally getting a contract. 260 mil guaranteed. and Or 160 mil guaranteed, excuse me, 230 total. And then we find out. What is that, Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday night we find out that there is a clause in Kyler's contract talking about, yo, we need you to film. We need you to watch film. We need you to make an effort. We need you to study. We need you to do your proper due diligence and do your damn homework, Kyler. And this clause comes out. And I think we're kind of normalizing some of these weight clauses. Yesterday we talked about Zion Williamson and the Pelicans and the contract they gave him, and he has to stay under 295. But – The whole contract, and I don't think it was leaked. I will say that it's not leaked. If you are a member of the media and you sign on to the NFL website for media members, you can see the contract. That's what they do for all the players. You can look up the information. It is not the NHL. It is not in secrecy. But this comes out. Does that do anybody any good? No, none at all. It makes the Cardinals look stupid, like, yo, we're going to give you this money, but we really, really want you to care and to try. It makes Kyler look like he doesn't give a crap, which just adds to the pressure of some of the fans who already disliked him. And then they lose to the Rams in the wild card in the playoffs last year. They get destroyed. The rumors come out. He didn't play for the last couple of snaps, even though it was already a blowout. But then some people are like, well, that doesn't look good because he needs to be with his team. Well, what if he gets hurt? Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff culminating into ultimately so much pressure is being put on Kyler. We talked to Johnny Venerable. Moments before that interview, Kyler did an impromptu press conference talking to the media defending himself, being like, let's get one thing clear. I am the only person in the history of baseball and football to be drafted in the top 10 in the NFL and in Major League Baseball. I didn't just get God-given talent. I put some effort. And then what happens last night? The Cardinals then rescind. The clause And it's no longer in there. I hope, Kyler, you may be in training camp right now. I think practice is wrapping up. No, no, you didn't speak to the media today. I hope your ass is playing Fortnite or Call of Duty right now. Because how ridiculous. First off, and I'm seeing some things on Twitter. I see the viewpoint of, oh, wow, so the kid was crying because you said he couldn't play his PlayStation. So now you let him. And then second, what did this really prove? All you did is make more jokes for Kyler. He was already dealing with, oh, look, that's a toddler on the field. This, that, and the third. You can't win with a short quarterback. You can't win with a black quarterback. We'll get to that here in just a second. All these things added on to the Cardinals and pressure on Kyler, and ultimately, it's a clown decision. You know, Dennis Green used to be the, uh, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I did not have time to get the sound clip. But it is iconic after they lost to the Bears on Monday Night Football. Where he goes, they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. The Cardinals have been viewed as a joke of a franchise. And I say that as a Cleveland Browns fan. The Jets and the Cardinals sit right next to me on the couch every Super Bowl Sunday. And you think this decision and how this is playing out? Changes any of that? There's a reason why talking to Lindsey and talking about the Rudy Gobert trade. I tell Lindsey, "Hey, well, some of these decisions and why there was so many draft picks and this, that, and the third. Whether you're a small market or whether you're a small market team with a reputation, sometimes you have to overextend yourself. That's the only way you'll get a player to sign. That's the only way." a team will then trade you what you want because they know they could take advantage of that because the player is not necessarily wanting to go there unless there's some super contract or this, that, and the third and a lot of incentives. And they're like, well, I'll deal with it because you're giving me this much money. It is why the Cardinals are viewed as one of these franchises on why it's very difficult for them to get players to play there. It's why they have to get DeAndre Hopkins and have to trade for him on the Texans and and luck out because Bill O'Brien was in charge of decisions in Houston. It's why we talked to Johnny Venerable yesterday, and he tells us the only quarterback that they've given a contract to that they've drafted was back in 1998 with Jake Plummer. Remember his name? And I want to digress this into what else is happening around the league in terms of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. Earlier this week, it's all about power rankings. It's July, right? We were talking about the Madden power rankings, even though some of these dudes talking about it haven't played Madden in years, and they probably suck at it if they tried. But we need things to talk about here in the sports world. And then The Athletic comes out with a ranking of all the quarterbacks in all the different tiers. And they talk about Lamar Jackson, who, of course, now is the last one to not get a contract extension And, of course, that's a whole situation we're monitoring with the Ravens in training camp. And this is the quote that comes out about Lamar Jackson. If he has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's a really good football player. By the way, this quote is from an anonymous defensive coordinator in the NFL. He's a really good football player, but I don't care if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a number one as a quarterback. He'll be a number one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. So many games come down to two minutes, and that and that is why they have a hard time advancing even when they are good on defense. Playoffs are tight. You have to be able to throw the ball, and he's just so inconsistent in throwing the ball. It's hit or miss. Did you just say that a 12-time MVP can't be successful? Stay off the damn weed. That's ironic because I literally needed to take a breath. And that quote that Stephen A. Smith just said perfectly matches my response to this defensive coordinator. A 12-time MVP. That's like saying if LeBron or Steph Curry is a 12-time MVP, they can't really play their sport. Like, what? Like, excuse me. Sorry, Lamar. Sorry that you got stuck with Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed Fourth. Like, I'm sorry they didn't do it for you, my guy. And I want to give props to Patrick Mahomes, who earlier today at the Chiefs training camp kind of responded to the criticisms that black quarterbacks are being subjected to certain types of criticism. So Patrick says... Obviously the black quarterback has had to battle to be in this position that we are to have this many guys in the league playing every day. We're proving that we should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that think just as well as they can use their athleticism. A hundred percent point blank. I'm wondering why with Baker Mayfield, for example, when you see and you notice when everything was going on in Cleveland and OBJ ended up getting hurt because Baker Mayfield was just throwing the ball, no no good feet work, no proper reading of a defense, just vibes. I'm a Heisman winner. Let me chuck this up. You're OBJ. You can catch with one hand and ends up getting him injured. And then the next year misses him how many times against the Minnesota Vikings? So much so that OBJ's dad becomes an editor. Becomes a video editor and posts that uh, highlight reel that he did on Instagram. I'm just wondering why certain players like Baker Mayfield don't get the criticisms. And you have a former league MVP, a dude in Lamar Jackson, who last year was on a team that was the most injured in football. They literally lost their best players in their secondary. They lost all their running backs. At one point, was Todd Gurley on their team? Like, they were trying out Todd Gurley and the dude from the Saints that, that's blowing my mind. It's just, it's kind of blasphemous and it's kind of crazy. And I just want to, I want to salute the Arizona Cardinals uh, to quote Charlemagne, the God in the Breakfast Club. Congratulations to the Cardinals. You guys are the donkey of the day. So as we kick off the program, uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Adrian Radio 9-3 at The Bet Las Vegas. Coming up next, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle is going to have his own special A&E biography this Sunday night at 6 p.m. But before that, and before SummerSlam, he talks with us next. It's the Playmakers on 1140 The Bet. Hey, it's 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas, and it is a big weekend for the WWE. Of course, SummerSlam airs this Saturday night exclusively on Peacock. And then on Sunday night on A&E, biography WWE legends will focus on the Olympic gold medalist and WWE Hall of Famer. To mention just a few of his accolades, Kurt Angle and this legend joins me now. Kurt, how are you feeling?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
3: Hey, we're doing good, enjoying the uh, fourth day in two years that it's raining here in Las Vegas. Um, but let's get, um, get straight into this and talk about you. And I want to start by asking you about your tryout with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because, of course, in this upcoming biography, uh, I got the chance to check it out last night. It was fantastic. And you talked about how you played so many sports, but how football was your first love. And I'm just interested in, in how you got that tryout. Cause of course you were kind of busy in college doing some wrestling and not necessarily playing college football, but how was that whole experience of trying out for the Steelers?
2: Well, the reason I got a trial with the Steelers is because of a man named Carlton Hassery. Carlton was a six time NCAA champion in wrestling. He was a three time division two champion and a three time division one champion. He went to Pitt Johnstown. It's right outside of Pittsburgh. And, um, He ended up getting drafted by the Steelers and he didn't play football. He never played football. didn't even play in college or high school. He was a wrestler. And uh, they drafted him because of his size and his quickness and his wrestling ability. So he came to the Steelers and he ended up being an all-pro football player. And then he was at the Steelers for about five years, got traded to the Jets, was all-pro there too. So I came along after him. And after my senior year – uh, the Steelers were interested in uh, acquiring me, uh, at least having me try out. Um, the problem was Carlton was at a unskilled position, which is a lineman position. Even though he was an incredible athlete, and he was, he played on the line. He was a pulling guard. My position was fullback, and uh, that's a skilled position. You have to have a lot more experience, especially you have to have college experience if you're going to get drafted into pros. So they wanted me to try out to see how far along I was. And I had a pretty good tryout. I ran a four seven forty, which wasn't great, um, but but I did have a hamstring injury, and I, I was I was uh, trying to protect that during the tryout. Um, they had me doing all kind of passing routes, um, uh, catching with one hand, catching with the other hand, uh, turn around and catch uh, all these different uh, obstacles. Yeah. And I did pretty well, but um, what they wanted me to do is they wanted me to go to NFL Europe for a year. And um, I didn't want to do that. So uh, my, my, my tryout uh, ended right there. Uh, there was no possibility of me going. They just wanted me to get more experience if they're going to pick me up. But it was a tryout. Um, did it go well? Yeah, it went well, but not as good as I was hoping.
3: And and I'm kind of curious because in a lot of ways, like I see a lot of career parallels with you and Brock Lesnar Obviously, the successes as collegiate wrestlers and Olympic wrestlers, and your passion for MMA. You trying out for the Steelers. He, him trying out for the Minnesota Vikings in your hometown career, uh, hometown teens. And then obviously translating that amateur wrestling career into WWE superstardom. And of course, you guys headlined the WrestleMania, the the ruthless aggression era of SmackDown. You guys were running the show in one of the best eras of SmackDown. I'm curious, did you guys ever have a conversation and being like, yo? You've lived my life. I'm living yours. And, and how many similarities you guys had in your careers?
2: You know what? We never talked about it, but we came real, We became very close. We were very good friends. Um, I trusted him wholeheartedly. He trusted me wholeheartedly. We traveled together quite a bit, even though uh, for the most part we were nemesises, uh, you know, enemies on TV. Uh, but, uh, you know, during, you know, when we were on TV, we were always together. So we spent a lot of time together and I think it's because we were so much alike.
3: Yeah, and one of the one of my favorite parts of the documentary is that there's actually footage, and I'm glad it was in there, of your whole tryout process of getting into the WWE and how, you know, they offered you you initially you said no, then they came back and said yes, but you gotta try out. And it it the transition of going from amateur to pro is like the one thing that was fascinating is you spent your entire life as a wrestler trying to do everything in your power to stay off of your back, not be on your yeah. back. And as someone who arguably transitioned better than anyone, I'm curious, what type of advice would you give to the second Olympic gold medalist signed to WWE in Gable Steveson, and even uh, more recently, Valerie Lareda, who who just came from Bellator, uh, from the MMA world, what advice would you give them as they transition into WWE?
2: You know what I would say? Forget everything you've learned your whole life. Start from scratch. <laughs> Sounds easy because enough. It is so it's so much the opposite. There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to bump and you're going to keep going to your back. And in and, and amateur wrestling, you never go to your back. At least you don't want to go to your back. And in wrestling, you show no emotion. And In pro wrestling, you have to show emotion. You have to show that you're angry, scare, scared, excited. Um, th- there are a lot of just different things, you know. In wrestling, amateur wrestling, you go by reaction. You react to what they do. So you don't think. You know, it's it's just reaction because you've trained so much and so hard that you just go, you know, uh, you you respond in whatever way that your opponent moves. In WWE, you have to memorize and you have to remember everything that you're going to do in the match. And it's just, uh, it's complete opposite, and that's what I did. I forgot everything I ever learned, and I started from scratch.
3: And when when we get into the part of you now being on TV and Vince McMahon going, you know what? we're going to make you a bad guy. And you're like, how am I going to be a bad guy? I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I'm an American hero. And he's like, yeah, but I want you to come in and talk about you being a real wrestler. Uh, I'm curious, when you get into that locker room, obviously there's some strong personalities, whether it's The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, to name a few. Did you sense a resentment? And then also, how was the transition of, obviously preparing for the Olympics, you're in a camp, so you have a group of guys, but now you are joining a team environment where everyone has to work together to put the best show possible. Like, how how are the differences, and did you sense resentment when you first started coming in with the, no, I'm the real badass around here, guys, sorry? <laughs> you know what?
2: If there was resentment, I didn't see any of it. Nobody showed it to me. They might have been talking about me behind my back, but nobody disrespected me. Everybody liked me. Everybody, um, uh, got, I got along with everybody really well. Um, they saw that the WWE was taking their time with me. Uh, You know, I spent six months doing dark matches, which I don't know if anyone else has ever done that before. So I I did the work and they saw me do the work and they saw how good I became. And I think because of that, they respected me.
3: And I, I know that initially, and it was talked about in the documentary that in, I think it was 96 that they offered you a 10 year deal. And it was kind of the first of its kind. It was, literally a developmental deal was that the same type of process when you came back and they're finally like yeah we're going to bring you aboard after you got through the trial process
2: well no what they did is i i called them after i turned down that offer i called them a couple years later and i said "Is that offer still stand and they said no you're gonna have to come up and try out and so i had to do a tryout before they gave me a contract i had to prove myself uh before they had me sign that contract so i went up there and Surprisingly, uh, within the two days, they signed me. Uh, I was picking up everything very quickly. I was bumping properly. I was selling. Uh, I was doing all the things they were teaching me, and they thought, wow, this kid's coming along very quickly. Let's sign him right away. So they signed me. It wasn't a very good deal. It was a <laughs> $75,000 guarantee. And uh, the crazy thing is when you're traveling with the WWE, that $75,000 doesn't really help much because you have to pay for everything. They pay for your flight, but you pay for the hotel, rental car, food, tolls, everything like that. So you're paying all your expenses, and I'm, I'm married, and I have um, a child, and I have a, I have a $75,000 guarantee, and I'm paying for expenses on the road, too. It was a struggle.
3: Yeah, and no, nothing expense to you, <laughs> unfortunately not. And one of my uh, favorite people that was featured in this project, which, by the way, for everyone, A&E Biography, WWE Legends, focusing on Kurt Angle, airs this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock here in Las Vegas. Um, but, but there was a whole bunch of people that were willing to talk about you and your career. Um, and the thing that stuck out to me the most uh, was Jim Ross. Um, towards the middle of it, that hour mark, he talks about how for a lot of athletes – there's this fear of failure, and it usually goes two ways. It either manifests itself and it gives someone more drive to accomplish things, or it becomes a kiss of death for for them. And from there, it goes on to your time period in WWE with WrestleMania 19 and getting the headline against Brock Lesnar and starting to become one of the true cornerstones of the company. Uh, I'm just wondering, and the injuries that you were dealing with, if you were in that same situation now, in 2002, do you think you still go out there and perform with the advancements and what we know and the technology and, and the education and science, this and, and so forth, would you have still headlined or would you have taken the rest?
2: Um, you mean taking the rest as in uh, not coming back as quickly? Yeah. No, I, you know what? What I did I made some mistakes. Um, I broke my neck for the second time. It was the first time in WWE Uh, because I broke my neck in 1996 at the Olympics, and that was in 2003. And I came back within six weeks, Um, uh, and I ended up breaking my neck a few months after that. Again, um, I didn't let my neck heal properly. Even though I was cleared by a doctor, I wish I would have slowed down. I would have taken my time. I would have made sure my neck was 100% healed because I had really bad luck. I, I broke my neck twice in 2003, once in 2004. And then once in early two thousand six, and that was four times in two and a half years. I had a lot of bad luck, and it was because I rushed back.
3: Yeah, and and with JR talking about that failure, failure, do you believe? Did you feel like you had a a responsibility to the company, being one of the prominent guys? Did you not want to lose your spot, or was it just the competitive oh, drive?
2: That that comes into effect. Yeah, you you don't want to lose your spot. Uh, you want to you want to make sure that. uh you get back there as quickly as possible to fill that spot that you uh, that you voided. Um, so the thing is, looking back now, um, I don't think I would have lost my spot. Uh, I think that I was worried about nothing. Uh, but, but, you know, the thing is, when you do go, I will tell you this. I wouldn't have been Kurt Angle and had the success I had if Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't get hurt, if uh, Undertaker didn't get hurt, Um, There were a lot of athletes that got hurt that gave me the opportunity to step up and be one of the top guys in the company And then those guys came back and then we were all top guys So uh, for me, I think that I did enough in the company that I would have continued to be a top guy Even if I would have left for a year Um, And and somebody else would have ended up uh, filling my void for that particular time But when I came back, I think we both would have been top guys. So uh, I was probably worrying about nothing
3: and a lot of guys do that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's tough to say, hey, don't, you know, don't do this. And in the responsibility of getting the headline WrestleMania, you never know. We talk about it in sports all the time. Teams take teams takes the roster for granted and just assume now nah, we'll we'll get to win the championship next year. And then they never get there. It takes years too. And right. I know you have a lot of interviews uh, to keep doing. So I'm going to try to run through these questions um, as quickly as I can. And thank you so much for the time, Kurt. Uh, one thing I am sure. curious about is doing this whole process and doing, uh, Annie's, uh, biography, WWE legends. Was it therapeutic for you to have to talk about some of these things and let the world see what you went through in your life?
2: Yes, it was, you know, when I was in rehab, I was told to tell my story to as many people as possible. And I've been very open about my story since I came out of rehab. And I wanted to do this for people that are struggling, uh, to know that, uh, Anybody can can make it through whatever problems they're having, uh, overcoming addiction, overcoming deaths of family members, overcoming injuries. Uh, you know, there are a lot of bad things that happen to people, and they feel like they can't come out of it. And and this documentary is proof that you actually can.
3: Uh, last night, Monday Night Raw, earlier this week, I should say, Monday Night Raw celebrated the 20 year anniversary of Rey Mysterio in WWE. Uh, the same for John Cena a few weeks ago. So I want to ask you a couple questions about those two. Number one, did you have a ghostwriter when you freestyled against John Cena? Did someone help you out with that? Or was that off the top of the dome?
2: No, no, that was that was a writer. Uh, I had a great writer. His name was Brian Gwartz. Uh he wrote, he wrote for The Rock, Jericho, and myself, and Edge edging and Christian. And he did an excellent job. Um, the guy had... I had great chemistry with him. We would come up with ideas together, and this guy would write for me and I had so many comical segments that were incredibly funny because of this kid. And uh, I really enjoyed working with him. He is now working with the rock. At Seven yeah. Rock's, production, Rocks Production Company. That's how good Brian is. The Rock stole him from WWE and now his <laughs> wife.
3: Kurt, I have a four-year-old son. When I teach him about you, I'm going to tell him that that came off of the top of your head, okay? So the secret's safe with me. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Rey Mysterio, obviously you were his first match in WWE um, at SummerSlam 2002. Um, look, I'm not saying that Ray losing to you in his first match sent him down this downward spiral, but do you think Ray should have won his first match coming into the company? I mean, there was a lot of buzz. <laughs> there was a lot of buzz bringing All him right, in. You know
2: what? All right. I think that Vince, you know, you have to remember, um, you come from another company, and you didn't choose the WWE. You chose WCW. And you oh, boy. You come in. Do you think Vince is actually going to have you put that guy over one of his WWE homegrown talents?
3: I mean, it's a cool no mask. No. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: it's a cool mask. Of Kurt. Ray was going to lose, and, and and at that particular time, I was one of the top guys in the company. I think that Vince gave him a good opponent to utilize uh, for his debut match. Of course, he lost, but it didn't it didn't hurt his career. It actually it actually helped. Ray Ray. The thing with Rey Mysterio is he's always been beatable, but he also has been able to beat anybody at any particular time. That's what makes it so exciting about watching Rey Mysterio wrestle. He could beat the Big Show. He's gonna have to sneak a win on him. But you know, the kid's the most exciting kid in the, in the world to watch wrestle. So you know, for the most part, if he's gonna wrestle Big Show, he's gonna lose to him. But there's a chance that he could win, and that's what the fans believe in. That Rey Mysterio always has a chance.
3: No, a hundred percent, and it was you guys put on many classics. That match as well. I just had to ask, and then our final question: A and E is also airing WWE Rivals after um, WWE Legends Biography this Sunday, and it led me to think: if you had to just pick one person, because that's how the show works, to do a WWE Rivals on, who are you picking? For me, yes, uh, Chris Benoit. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, one that could happen, though. So you get a second pick.
2: <laughs> uh, well, they did one with me and Brock. Uh, I would pick Brock Lesnar. No,
3: 100...
2: That's the one that you're doing.
3: Yeah, and, and Kurt, I want to say thank you for that. That was the first time that I brought all my chore money from doing uh, all my chores at home. And WrestleMania 19 was the first pay-per-view that I paid for. Oh, my my hard-earned 50 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, Kurt, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we appreciate you, of course. One more time, WWE Biography, Aaron on A E, focusing on Kurt Angle, airs 5 p.m. Pacific this Sunday. Kurt Angle, WWE Hall of Famer, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again, my friend. Take care. There it is. Of course, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by of speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023.
4: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
2: Adrian Hernandez, and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
3: Just vibing. You know how we do here on a Friday on the Playmakers. Lindsey here in spirit. And as we play that instrumental of not only the great Nas, but the one and only Mac Miller. Rest in power, my guy Mac. But yes, it is the Playmakers on a Friday. Like I just said, much love and much thanks uh look, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, so thank you so much for Kurt Angle for joining us. Uh that's a WWE Hall of Famer, Olymp- Olympic excuse me, Olympic gold medalist. So it's kind of surreal to have him on the program. Of course, if you missed any of that interview, use that rewind feature on the Odyssey app. Um and yeah, that'll be available on our podcast as well. Uh, for your pleasure, and then A&E on Sunday, I believe, at 5 p.m. Pacific. You'll get to check out that documentary. Uh, some heart-wrenching stuff but kind of gives you perspective of what people that reach that stature go through in and out of the ring to entertain us. Um, and, yeah, coming up on the show, uh, we still got a lot more. Andreas Hall joining us here in a matter of minutes, kicking us off for that second hour of the program from Sporting News to talk about Everything that's going to happen this weekend in terms of combat sports. You got SummerSlam. You got UFC 277. You got Ric Flair at 73 years old potentially dying in front of a paying audience in person and on pay-per-view. What type of country are we? (laughs) Like, what type of country are we? This man has a pacemaker in his heart. He's 73, 74 years old. He's out here wrestling. It really, really kind of bums me out that the assumption is that he has some financial problems, right? Because what other reason would he do something like this? Bro, my man is 74 years old. You're an icon. Every time you step into any sort of arena, it doesn't matter what sport, what do you hear? Woo! Every time the Aces make a three. What do you hear? Woo! Stay off the damn weed. I'm just playing that because I needed the breath. I'm riding solo. Lindsay's here in spirit. So, yeah, we, we're going to have Andreas Hall coming up at 4 o'clock to kind of talk about all of that, even I didn't even mention the Jake Paul fight, Madison Square Garden, headlining it as a boxer. Absolutely unbelievable. And then we'll have Rick Thayer, who is the general manager of Evo, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, will be here in Las Vegas next weekend. So we'll get you prepared and get you enlightened if you don't know about the hype, because that is some very entertaining stuff. So that's all coming up. But right now, real quick, uh, we need to talk about the Warriors. Uh, they're going through some drama. All because of this man's podcast, man, Draymond Green, bro. Whether he's doing it because he really means it, which I assume because when you're talking about money, you shouldn't play around with that, or he's just trying to get some clicks on his podcast. Uh, He said recently that he wants to get a max contract, and it's going to be very interesting how this plays out, not only this offseason, because of course, the NBA free agency landscape is at a standstill because we are all waiting on what Kevin Durant's going to do because in my honest opinion Donovan Mitchell isn't getting traded until KD does or even if Kyrie does um but earlier Draymond Green said he wants to get paid uh Steph Curry has reportedly stated that he views himself Draymond Klay Thompson as a package deal they're a big three they want to stay together Steph I applaud your loyalty But my man, Klay Thompson, isn't what he used to be. Draymond Green is in this weird situation. And Draymond can say what he want. He can look at me and be like, shut your fat ass up. You don't know what you're talking about. That may be true. But what I do know and what I've learned in therapy is that two things can be true at one time. So on one end, Draymond Green is arguably the best defender of this generation. He would have won defensive player of the year this year hadn't if he hadn't have gotten that back injury that nagged him for the rest of the season. He got it around the all-star break. And somehow NBA writers just decided to give it to Marcus Smart because he's running around the court acting like he's doing something when he ain't doing nothing. And I almost said something else. I need a breath. Stay off the damn weed. Duh. So he's the greatest defender of this generation Look at what he did against Jokic. Look at what he did against Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all them boys. Who else did they play in the playoffs? Why am I drawing a blank? All of these great people that they played in the playoffs, and Draymond kind of shut them down or limited them and made them work hard and tired them out. And I was about to say the Grizzlies, but John Morant kind of dominated in like the two or three games he got to participate in. So he makes that impact. That's unarguable. But on the other side, The other thing can also be true is that if ultimately Joe Lacob decides that he is not going to choose Draymond to be the one to get these max extensions, because by the way, the problem is Draymond's not the only one who can get a max contract. You got Steph signed on for another four years. Draymond's deal is going to come up next year. Andrew Wiggins is going to come up next year. Jordan Poole is going to come up next year. Klay Thompson is going to come up next year. Ultimately, they could pay everyone. But then you're talking about a record $500 million payroll, and that doesn't include the salary cap taxes for going over the limit with the luxury tax penalties. Joe Lacob has said, I am not doing that. But the second part of Draymond Green in this whole situation that can be true is that if he gets traded to the Pacers, he gets traded to the Kings, he gets traded to one of these nonchalant teams. Hell, let's let's trade them to not even the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Because, so Kings, Knicks, Pacers, like, who cares? Whatever, whatever. Maybe, like, hmm, the Bulls? You know what I'm saying? Somewhere between that five to eight, five, the play-in seed, whatever the heck. Yo, they're not, there is no difference in games that they're going to win. You send this guy to the Kings, they still going to win 15 games. So, yes, he's a difference maker on a championship team when he is surrounded by the greatest duo of shooters of all time. Does Draymond think that ultimately if they got someone who's on his level or somewhat close or better offensively but not as good defensively that they don't win these championships? Draymond, you're not that guy, pal. It's not you. You got Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. You got Hall of Famers, and you think you're the main reason why the teacher gave y'all an A-plus on the science project? And let's not get into some of the rumors and things going on during the playoffs where people were like, well, of course the Warriors run. Look at their payroll. It's so astronomically bigger than everyone else's. They're essentially the Yankees of the NBA. So as this progresses and as we all wait for Kevin Durant, this is something to look into because, you know, Draymond ain't going to keep quiet about that. Four o'clock hour, final hour of the show, final hour of the week. Andreas Hall is up next from Sporting News. It's the Playmakers on 1140 The Bet.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island